Okay. Welcome to Dell and Dad Talk Doctrine. I'm Dell. I'm Dad. Uh, I've been in religion for my whole life and I've never read the Bible. So I'm asking my dad, my cult leader dad, some questions as I read it for the first time. Um, and before she does that, we just want to tell you, uh, I, I'm a different person. Delaney is a firsthand witness of that. Uh, she's known me all the years of her life and she can attest to the way I live my life. And I will just, you know, we're not trying to sell you on anything, but just bottom line, I pursue the scripture. That's what, that's what I do. Uh, I have a little bit of training, but it's not, it's not accredited training. I am self-taught. It's what I spend my time doing. And that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Awesome. On that note, we're part of cult.love. Cult, uh, cult.love. <laughs> cult.love is a supplement for big church. Uh, if you have questions, send them to info at cult.love. We'll answer them on a festival. Awesome. All right. This is episode number five. Um, you'll see our format as we go. It's short and concise. We're starting in now on the specifics of the book of Matthew. So Matthew chapter one. All right. I have so many questions. Good. Um, first, I mean, the first half of Matthew one is just names. <laughs> it's like a line. It's genealogy. Yeah. And what is that for? Oh, Why? it's really good. It's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you were a Jew, you would understand why. And that's why we get, that's an evidence that it really isn't for us, right? Part of the Tanakh. Yeah, yeah it's part yeah. of the Tanakh. Okay. And why is genealogy important to a Jew? Because in the Tanakh, there are 300, I believe, uh, plus prophecies about the Messiah. Mm. And one of those prophecies about the promised Messiah is the line of he would come through. Oh. So because Matthew's writing to... The Jews. Right. He gives a, she's questioning me. I'm throwing back on her to make sure she's retaining ready. this stuff. Uh, Matthew shows his genealogy right out the gate to sh because that was very important to a Jew. Okay. So they can read and they go, oh, okay. He passes that test. That's why. So Jews would know all these names. If they, if they were uh, rabbis. And the people would go to the rabbis and say, and the rabbis say, yeah, I mean, that's what they say. So, yes. Okay. So, uh, it specified 14 generations mm -hmm. twice mm -hmm. from Abraham to David okay. to Jesus. Okay. Who are they? Why are they the one important ones to call out? And why is 14 important? Why 14? There's speculation when it comes to numerology. I can't say. Oh. There's an answer, but I don't remember it. Uh, but Abraham is the father of faith for both Jews, Christians, and Muslims. He's the father of faith, right? Mm. And so to start to show that from Abraham's line, this Messiah came. All right. And then they go the 14 generations showing that line to David. David was the, a king of Israel. And it was prophesied again mm -hmm. that the Messiah would come through the line of David. 
And so he shows David's genealogy there to show that he is the Messiah that came from that kingly line. Okay, how, why is Abraham the father of faith and how do you know that? Oh, well, um, it's based on the Old Testament study. What you have is you start with Genesis and you have the creation and then you have the fall and then you have Noah and then you have uh, God calling Abraham out from a pagan society, Mesopotamia, Earl of Chaldees. And he says, Abraham, I'm going to give, make you the father of uh, faith and you're, you are going to bless the world and you're going to have more sons and daughters than the sands of the sea or the stars in the sky. And Abraham's an old man. He's going to have, have children. And he said, you're going to have a promised son. And Abraham trusted in the Lord. He trusted in that promise as an old man that he and his old wife are going to have a kid. And because he trusted in the Lord, it says that God accounted that faith that he had on him to righteousness. Mm. And so he's called the father of faith. Mm. And it's based on faith that God is pleased. So that's why Judaism is based in faith. They hadn't seen the Messiah. They trusted he was going to come. Mm. They trusted God who gave the law. They trusted in their prophets. And Christians also walk by faith. They trust in that Jesus came and they trust in the writings. Abraham was the pivotal guy that God said, I'm going to take you. You're going to have a son, promised son. His name's Isaac. He's going to have a son named Jacob. Jacob's going to have 12 sons. And those are the 12 tribes of Israel, and they are going to bring forth all the writings and they're going to bring forth uh, the Messiah. Hmm. It's surprising. This is really dumb. It's surprising to me that Abraham is the father of faith. Faith seems like a post-Jesus thing no, to me. No. In fact, it's always been about faith. If you go to the Garden of Eden, God says to Ab uh, Adam and Eve, hey, look, you can eat of every tree here. Don't eat of that one, though, because if you do, you'll surely die. Mm. They either trust him or they don't. It's been what he has offered people forever. And Hebrews chapter 6 uh, says, you cannot please God without faith. So what was the law for, for ah, the Jews? Ah, well, they had to trust that it was important to God if they were going to be worthy in his sight and clean before I him see. to obey that. Again, it's based in faith. So it's this sort of similar to us trusting that love as the law is the best way. Yeah. You have to just have trust that that's the best way. There's no like well, evidence. There's evidences way. through the narrative of what Jesus did with his life. But yes, uh, you're right. We decide how do we think we are pleasing God? Uh -huh. Some religions say you do it by keeping the law. Mm -hmm. Some religions do it by saying you go to a temple still, the Mormons. Some people say you do it by just believing. And if you believe, you'll love. It really comes down to, again, interpretation. Mm -hmm. And yeah. But, but it is said that Abraham is the father of faith. And it's said that uh, obviously the Jews follow this law, but they have to have faith in that law. And that's why he's the father of faith. Just to clarify. Do you get what I'm asking? Yeah. No, because Abraham was well before the law oh. was given to the Jews. Remember, Ab from Abraham came the Jews after many generations of sons. Remember Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, Jacob, 12 tribes. That's when the Jews came forward. The 12 tribes. Yeah, through yeah. Uh, Moses, right? So we're, Abraham was well before that, oh, but it's okay. still showing that faith 
is really important to God. But there wasn't an establishment of the idea of faith before him? There kind of was. Noah. Okay. Oh. Noah's told to go and build an ark. It was 120 years before the flood came. He, by faith, moved forward and he built that. Now, how do we know that? Because the writer of Hebrews, he writes a chapter, they call it the Hall of Fame of Faith, and he goes through the Jewish history and he shows those people who had faith and were justified before God because of their belief, their mm -hmm. faith. Abraham and Sarah, of course, are mentioned there. Okay. You know who else is mentioned in there? A whore. Rahab is justified by her faith. Her, her behavior had nothing to do with it. She's mentioned in the Hall of Fame of Faith. And that is why faith is so big to uh, people and so important to God. Now, why does God love us because of faith? I guess it just shows that we care and trust him enough that he doesn't have to prove it and we'll still follow. He likes that. It's just be, and we just know that it says that he likes that. That's what, the writing, that's what the writings show and say. Collectively, in the threads, they show faith. And then specifically in the uh, New Testament, they talk about the import of faith. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then losing track. Good question. Did you set our timer? I did. Look at that. Okay. Well, I have, I could go on about that, but we're like basically talking about the new, the old Testament. And so I figure we just keep going. Um, he makes Mary, uh, oh wait, making Mary a public example implies that Joseph assumed it was adultery, right? Do you, so there's a moment where Joseph, b before the Holy Spirit talks to him, is like, you're pregnant, nervous that Mary's pregnant and he hadn't known her. So does that imply that she had like gone out on him? Yeah, it, it, it implies that she had had sex with somebody and he didn't want her to be have her reputation soiled. OK, yeah, it didn't matter because later in John, the Jews, the Pharisees come to Jesus and say, you were born in sin. Yeah. She, oh, wow. So it got out. OK, yeah. but OK, so that leads me to like angels just appear yeah an angel just appears to joseph and tells him yeah that i have a lot of questions about this an angel appears to joseph tells him so people but people accuse jesus of being born from a whore or something so yeah. does no one know that the angel told joseph what he told him or do people just not believe it they're just uh you know it doesn't really tell us. We can we can imagine and we can concoct answers. I would imagine, first of all, angels appearing and speaking is a huge part of the economy of the Old Testament. Of the Old Testament. Yeah, Old Testament. So it's going also going to carry over into yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because that's part of the Old Testament and angels doing things. And so this was before Jesus was born and the angel comes to Joseph and, and that was very normative for a Jew. To, mm -hmm. to, so that's how that came about. I, that was just really, really present to me. This, like just the first chapter, the first two chapters, angels all over the place. Yeah. And I'm like... It was surprising. I didn't know that that's how it worked. It makes sense that it's part of the Tanakh, yes, technically. Right. But I was also confused. Like, angels appeared to Joseph, angels appeared to not Herod, but the wise men. All mm -hmm. these. How does Matthew know about these angel appearances? Again, he is either inspired by the Spirit to write this, or he learned through tradition 
that it happened. And somebody who was there passed that on. Uh, maybe that's spurious and he made that up. You know, we don't know. That's why I don't hang my hat on these specifics. I hang my hat on the general principles that are given. Mm. However, if we want to be consistent with the Tanakh, angels were constantly involved with men. So to a Jew then, and it was still Judaism, no Jesus, no Christianity, no Paul to the Gen. I mean, angels showing up, they would have been like, oh, okay, you know. Mm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> That's that episode. Time goes quick. All right, cult.love.